0: Welcome back to the Aviation RC Noob Podcast. You found us. My name is Joe. And I'm Matt. We're here to be with you along your journey and to share our experiences in RC Aviation. If you have any questions, thoughts, or want to share a flight story, hit us up at aviationrcnoob at gmail.com. Now, buckle in. Let's take off.
1: All right, welcome back. It's episode 14. Uh, This episode we're going to talk kind of about the things we've done over the last couple weeks and just uh, talk about any news that we've kind of run across and uh, we'll we'll see where we go with this one. Uh, Joe and I got together this past weekend um, and had a little fly-in again. Um, Mm -hmm. I brought a bunch of... uh, I had an opportunity. My son was out on a Boy Scout hiking trip, so... I had uh, one was gone for the whole weekend. The other one was excited to come out with us and do a little bit of body boxing and and probably get some time on his tablet, I think, was the ulterior motive there. But um, <laughs> So I piled up a handful of planes, got my go bag all piled in, uh, the, the ridiculous amount of transmitters, and uh, took a drive down to see Joe down in South Carolina. How many
0: Carolina. transmitters are you up to now?
1: uh i mean that i use uh 3 so that you have I, period i don't know uh 5 i guess technically cuz there's one that is just a waste of it's that first one that i bought that just not i don't use it anymore i mean technically i think i can i can bind a thing to it but i i don't um i'm trying to think of what the other tr- maybe I only have 4
0: well, I know you uh, had that little one that was driving the little foam C one eighty, C one ninety. Oh, those don't those don't count. Those oh, those not, okay. are like
1: a toy. Like they, they're the toy transmitter that comes with the, the the item, right? But flight test and myself, even before Flight Test started doing that kind of stuff, uh, pulled out those electronics and made other planes to put them in. And I <laughs> so I used the little transmitter that went with that. But the thing is, is that transmitter only binds with that receiver. The cool part is, is some of those uh, tra- uh, receiver units, you can actually use the multi-protocol models, modules in the T16 and the T8s and the, that, that jumper series stuff. And the, I think it's now Radiomaster. Um, so all of those with the multi-protocol model, module can talk to uh, some of the of those receiver units, which is pretty cool. So now you can basically fly that little toy on a on a real full size transmitter, which is pretty awesome. Um, okay. So I did I did get that working, but basically, yeah, I don't count those little ones. So anytime you get those like Eachine's E 10 modules or zero whatever the heck number you've got, um, they always come with this really itty bitty, like smaller than a ten a Nintendo joystick from the original thing. If you're old like me. Um, yeah. or me
0: yeah <laughs> yeah we had one we had one growing up mm-hmm.
1: i mean honestly uh for a number of generations that's pretty much if you lived you had one probably or at least knew a guy who had one and you were probably over their house often
0: um, honestly Mark, i think the uh the original nes and the snes controllers were really about the same size I think the SNES was a little uh, bit larger no, the, but
1: the, the SNES was significantly larger. If you remember the Nintendo was like a little square paddle uh probably like 75% of today's phones size-wise. Yeah. And then like the SNES had like handles and a grip and a and a triggers and
0: Yeah, but I don't like, know how big your SNES controllers were. I didn't think they were I, that much bigger. I went
1: with Genesis at that point. So I was a Sega kid for a while. Oh okay. Yeah. So we don't, we don't talk about that <laughs> <All> <laughs>
0: right, completely off topic. Yeah. Way off uh, topic, from... but that's okay. No, no. What
1: it comes down to is it's transmitter size. That's that's, mm. we were a bit off topic, but it was related at least. Um, yeah. So no, I, th- I think we've just got the two. I, I, so I bring the three with me. So I have the radio link and I have a number of planes that still have the radio link receivers and, uh, and honestly, I still love the transmitter. It's fantastic. Um, and then the T-16, incredibly versatile. And I've got a number of receivers now that I bought. as like kind of a, a pack of five, right? Um, mm-hmm. So now I've got them smattered throughout the planes I use. So uh, anytime I'm looking to have my kids' buddy box uh, and a plane I know flies pretty well, for example, the Old, old Fogies and the Spitfire, Uh, and that kind of thing i try to make sure that they have those transmitter those receivers that talk to the t16s and the jumper t8 sgs so that way i can buddy box and we could have a good time flying and they can blame me when it goes down um (laughs) (laughs) and and that way they're not blaming themselves entirely and then they don't feel bad and they're like oh no i did broke everything be like i guess you did but we can rebuild it you know yeah. And, and then I just kind of say, that was on me, buddy. I did, I did that, you know. I could have recovered a little bit faster, and, you know, we, we figured out. But um, So, yeah, when I go and I'm bringing my kids with me, I try to bring the three transmitters, which that's like half the bag. And then I have two, because uh, I can't tell. Sometimes they really, if I have FPV, um, which I did, I brought some with me that have FPV. Um, I can't tell if they want to do a ride-along. Or if, if they want to, rec- you know, so I have the, the one, the Skyzone goggles that have the DVR in it, and I record using that, but I've got the VR07, the Ishing VR007, and that doesn't have any DVR, it has a single antenna, so there's no diversity, which means if the signal gets in a weak spot, it's definitely, it's definitely going to go, um, whereas right. the... Um, the sky zones have diversity, so they have two different antennas trying to pick up the signal. If one goes, that it's likely to switch to the other and still keep some semblance of a uh, of a signal and a picture, which is pretty good. Um, mm. Anyway, so so then I have those two. So I have the the sky zone O twos and the VR double sevens. And honestly, there's not much room after that in that go bag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know. Uh, okay, yeah.
0: so, yeah, you came down, we did some flying this weekend. mm mm-hmm. um, Turned out my wife was out of town, and we took that opportunity to link up. Uh, you drove down, brought your son mm-hmm. with you, and uh, we, we got to enjoy a Friday night of building and hanging out and chilling mm-hmm. and talking all kinds of stuff, and mm-hmm. then um, Saturday we slept in a little bit, and then proceeded to build some more.
1: Yep. Um, I finished up what we were working on the night before. We were brought both, whatever we were working on, we brought to very close to finished. So
0: that's mm-hmm. excellent. Because mm-hmm. Uh, you pretty much had everything built that needed to be built. Uh, so while I was finishing up sure. the fogey, uh, I think you were doing your taping job on your goblin build.
1: Yeah. So, uh, okay, so. Uh, let's, let's talk about, I guess, what I brought down. Um, okay. Uh, now, we, we had visions of doing uh, some formation flying, right? So you have an we old fogey. Do. We always do. We were talking about you were, you were going to put together an old fogey. And I think at the previous build night, you, would, you basically put the fuselage together. So you're just kind of pulling together the wing. Um, and I said, okay, cool. So I'll bring my old fogey, which... The night before, literally earlier that that week, I went out with my uh, with my kids out to the local flying field. We pulled the out. We're flying it around a little bit, um, and he did a maneuver, and I guess it had a it had a rip from a, a rubber band, kind of cutting through the wing a bit, past the popsicle on the front. Right. And uh, I glued it back, and I thought everything was cool. Well, apparently it wasn't. Uh, it created a weak spot that was not repaired with the glue. And the wing folded, and so you know down it went. And I thought, and I said, like, okay, that's no big deal. It's an old foggy wing. I can do one of two things, right? I can reinforce the wing, and I looked around my garage, and I had, I'll call it what it was like a double, a double wide paint stir almost. It's just kind of an off cut from a two by four that I had some, you know, kind of get some of these things hanging around in my garage. So I said, well, why don't I just glue that up and kind of set it up and clamp it down and just. Hold it there. And um, and then I should be good. So, repaired it. Everything was good. Put it in the car. Um, so, I knew I had that. And then I knew we were going to do the formation flying with a Spitfire. Uh, that was the plan. Because I was bringing yours back to you now that it had been repaired. Um, yeah. And I had Thank mine. Thank you for that, by the way. Absolutely. Look, it's... <laughs> that plane is such a joy. So... It is. Uh, and I knew that, you know, you should... It's one of those ones you're kind of like, you know, no, you can have it, and I can feel that like, but boy, it'd be nice to
0: have it back. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to no. tape a plane and glue oh, it and no, do no, the no. patchwork. Like if yeah. I, I, and that's that's it's the not, fault in me. I'm gonna get better about it. But I, on some bad. level, it's just like it crashed, it's broken in half. Screw it. I'll rebuild it. The problem is, it's gonna be a few months before I decide to sit down and spend the time to mm-hmm. rebuild it. And so, in the meantime.
1: You. Once it's repaired, it's still a flyable mess. I mean, a uh, flyable plane. Um, no, it's, uh, it's not, it turned out pretty good. I think you could still see some crinkles where the the wingtips had folded up, but I, I put it back in shape, and it looks like, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't look like it was any worse The wear as far as I could tell. It looks like, and you'll talk about what happened with it, um, but I think overall, uh, I think we had, there might have been a rudder issue or something, but other than that, it looked like it was doing okay. So, Um, I'm hoping that when you get another chance to get out with it, that you have a spectacular experience, you know, uh, for sure. Um, I brought my 7, the HRC 7. I brought the micro version of it because it's small and easy to do. And I got it. I'm trying to remember. What the heck was I doing with it? Uh Uh, I tried to fly it the one time, and I can't remember, something happened. Oh, the tail feather, uh, the paper started to lift up from the elevator, and the whole tail section got kind of goofy, and so I glued it back in place, and it was being stubborn, and rather than be smart and use tape to keep it in place, I just held it, and anyway, I used more glue than I probably should have, which is probably what happened when I tried to fly it again, so that one... Uh, I brought that with yeah, me. You were having
0: you're having yeah. an issue where you're you aren't really getting any control or any movement out of the control surfaces in the in tail the section tail. of the plane, right?
1: Exactly. The tail was completely it might as well have been glued in place, including the control rods, I guess. So uh
0: okay.
1: anyway, that's and that's all me. It's, that's all me. <laughs> and I'm so I'm so disappointed in myself. Um and we can talk more about that in a second. And I brought down the goblin. So I had pulled out a goblin kit that I bought oh probably about the a year prior, a year and a half prior um, when we were a flight test. My I said, why don't we? Everybody says these things are fun. Let's grab a goblin. I'll grab two. Um, you know, we'll, we'll build both of them and we'll go flying. That's what I was talking to my son, and mm-hmm. he said, Yeah, it sounds like a good one, Dad. Oh, can we get the you know the vector or whatever it was? Because I you know, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, let, let's let's go do that. So we. We brought those home. Anyway, I pulled out one of the Goblin kits. And I and that's what I built over this last week. I'll tell you what. Um, that thing went together so fast. I think I was just... I had a whim. I had gotten on our Discord server. Met up with a couple guys who happened to be on at the time. I just said, hey, you know, who's, I'm building some things. Anybody feel like hanging out? And they said, oh, okay, no problem. So uh so we're talking and i just in the hour and a half that we were talking i had built the entire goblin
0: wow that did go together fast and now was that electronics and all installed as well (laughs) or that was
1: yes it was absolutely the electronics and all uh and it included this um uh this uh, emax eco server uh motor sorry it was the 2306 and i have the 1700 kv uh, and it's connected, it's directly soldered to a 35-amp ESC, uh, and it's capable, the whole system is capable of 3 to 6S. So that's two 3-cells, or one 3-cell, or 4-cell. But it, it's set up for a quadcopter, so it's got opto, which means it does not have, it will not provide power, it doesn't have a BEC in it, so it won't provide power to the receiver. Um, which means I needed to provide that through a UBEC, like a separate unit. But I, I knew that this was coming, so I bought a couple of them. So I soldered up like a little jumper section of like the a piece that fits on like a female end that goes on top of the battery. I soldered that to the male end, and then I tacked in the two UBEC leads in the appropriate spots. And then I kind of shrunk wrapped the whole thing. So basically, I go from the battery, I put this UBEC... Uh, what would you call that uh breakout let's say um okay. and then i connect the the motor setup kind of like normal with the esc and the motor and all that stuff and then you know, i had that rolling mm-hmm. yeah like a splitter exactly okay um and so the bit goes to the receiver and all this other stuff goes to the normal powertrain um and it was good to go um i gave it a test and because it was a receiver type i'm I don't have a ton of, and I, I couldn't remember which was positive or negative. And anyway, I had them all backwards for a second. And I went, oh, okay, let me get back to it. And I did another test. And sure enough, everything was powered right. All the servers were working. Uh, surfaces were going great. I had copied a uh, flying wing profile to set as the goblin, um, which means it, it had all the things I needed set up. And um, everything was working great. So I I have these... What are they? Five by three by five prop. So it's a five-bladed, like five by three prop. Um, okay. And it was something I bought a long time. So when I first started, I got in and the first kit I bought was uh, I wanted to get into quadcopters, and I bought a RoboCat, which is this sort of r- regular, uh, regular X-style racing quad, I guess. But it's kind of heavy. It has this really neat. Um, canopy that kind of lifts forward and you can get, get to all the components and you kind of like, almost like a racing car, like a funny car where the whole front lifts up. You work on the insides and you kind of put it back down and pin it in place and off you go, right? Um, okay. So anyway, so when I bought that, I bought, because I was like, this is going to be exciting, I bought these really cool five-bladed props. What I didn't realize is that the five-bladed props are going to um, pull more amps, and the ESCs I had for those motors at the time were kind of at the limit of the motor.
0: <laughs>
1: so by putting on a five-blade prop instead of the three-blade, it was giving me numbers for. I knew I was. They're like, yeah, you might want to get a bigger ESC, man, because if you don't, like, you're probably gonna burn these things out. Like, you you might want to switch to like a three-blade prop or buy new ESCs. One of the two, because if you go with the setup you're looking to do, you probably burn everything out. I was like oh and at the time you know I was scraping money together to get one of these things pulled to, you know put together as a kit and right. I didn't have money for new ESCs and I really wasn't looking to buy a whole bunch of new props but I realized that that was my better option anyway uh, so I had a bunch of these five bladed props hanging out I love these things they look great so I said you yeah, know, I'm going to put this on the back of the the goblin now the goblin has always looked to me like a like a Fat-nosed bird. And, and the only one that I can think of is a toucan. And if you remember, some of you toucan guys... Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam, right. Because previously <laughs> I built a, uh, the Explorer and I made it look like Tony the Tiger. I you know made it orange with tiger stripes and I, I literally had the face and the, the scarf and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that this would be a perfect compliment um, to to that uh, Tony the Tiger Explorer, but have a, a Toucan Sam goblin. And so uh, when I brought it up to your place, it was naked. And so I knew that we'd kind of be sitting there while you were building. Um, rather right. than kind of twiddle thumbs or just look at a bunch of YouTube nonsense, um, I figured I would just pull out the goblin and start start to work at making it look like Toucan Sam. I was going to try um, a couple of the taping techniques that I had seen um by a youtuber and they suggested this as a way to uh it's almost like a masking so if you were uh if you were to take spray paint you'd like mask off an area and you spray it and you get a hard edge and it'd look you know pretty pretty neat and then you use the inverse of that to protect what you just painted and you paint the next section right so that's kind of the right. idea except doing it with tape the packing tape instead so i brought all the packing tape and we cut out a bunch of shapes. And honestly, the, the procedure worked out pretty well. Um, I think when you're working out some of the finer details, I, I had ended up uh, putting a mouth on it later. And uh, when I was working with the black mouth and the red tongue, it's almost like, a, like wood inlay technique where it's got to be really kind of precise. And this right. method isn't, it's not that precise. But it'll get you most of the where you need to be. So, unless you're, you know, I was able to use the same technique to create little, what are they, wiggle, wiggle fire stripes or whatever you want to call. What would what would you call those things that I put on the flying flea?
0: Oh, uh, honestly, I think I call that like a scalloping technique.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, wait, there was a scalloping te- technique on the front edge of the wing. Right. Right. And I, I use that. And that's much like the you've seen on some of the flight test videos. I think the um, FT racer. No, not the racer. The cruiser. Um, and A couple other planes. They have that scalloped front. Uh, looks really sweet. I was able to do that with flying flea with this method. Awesome. I'm very happy with the result. No, I'm talking about the little squiggle lines. i don't know
0: aside from a wavy pinstripe i'm not
1: yeah that's a good way to put it it's kind of like a wavy pinstripe that comes down to a point um so uh, i use that same technique to do that and that turned out pretty well um i was pretty pleased with it so uh i recommend you basically so basically what you do is you cut out the shape you want out of a kind of like a cardstock piece of paper like a five by seven card or something like that i think we're using a um, a thicker sheet of copy paper for a Xerox, um, or for like a printer.
0: Um, yeah, if you're referencing that sheet of paper I handed you, mm-hmm. it was just a, it was a, it was a thicker piece of paper. I think designed for a laser, but it was also mm-hmm. intended to be thicker for like a resume kind of. Yeah, it was. Honestly, it was a it was a paper that I had bought to print D and D character sheets on. Because mm-hmm. it was a little, it, it wasn't right. thick cardstock, but it was thicker, it was going to hold up better to, to the, erasing the, for the writing payments. and erasing, right? Yeah. And the coloration on it was sort of a cream white, mm-hmm. uh, that hint of yellow, so it just lended itself to more of a parchment look and feel.
1: Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, it looked good.
0: Like I said, it wasn't terribly thick, but it was just a little thick, which I think was key for you being able to have the ridge you needed to get mm-hmm. your, your hobby knife in there to to cut but, that tape.
1: Exactly. So so the method goes that basically you cut out your mask or the the shape you're looking to trans translate to the model. And then you put a the piece of colored packing tape across that whole thing and you um where you've cut out your mask, you tape that down to the model itself. And then you follow the ridge line of of the relief with the Mm -hmm. hobby knife. And then when you pull it up, the only thing that's left is gonna be the stuff that's already stuck. So there's nothing, there's nothing behind it. uh, So the mask lifts up and what you're left with is the shape you want and the color tape you want on the model where you want it. So uh, I would have to say uh, very successful for medium to large shapes. Um, You can get some fine stuff um, but it's not going to be picture perfect. It'll be pretty close. Maybe it's because my hobby knife wasn't like crystal clear sharp and new. And that could have been part of it. Um, but what I like about that is I did a similar technique with Tony the Tiger. And I I put the the tape that I wanted on and I kind of used the hobby knife to cut. But the problem with that was is the hobby knife would also cut through the tape below and the paper below. And that the as the paper is creating a A tensile strength right it's it's being used to basically keep the wing together if it's gets too much tension it's going to fail at that cut mark that you put in it right so what you're doing is you're kind of weakening your plane by putting it on there if you don't put like an a cover coat of uh, just a like a laminate tape or a laminate over top of it and i wasn't looking to do that i was trying to keep it as light as possible um so i didn't put any over over taping on tony Um, and so in this model, by, by using this method, you, you're kind of cutting into the mask or, or just at the level of the mask. So you're really not cutting into anything in the substrate, which is nice. So you kind of keep the paper intact.
0: Um, and I imagine that's because the angle that you're going in with a knife against the paper, you're just, you're not trying to cut down. Right. You're, you're kind of cut coming in at an angle.
1: Exactly. You're cutting it at an angle, and you're just trying to cut through that top layer of tape. Um, when it's tape on tape, that tape is so thin that there's a very good chance, even going very lightly, you're going to cut through multiple layers of tape and into the paper. Like it's it's almost hard to not do it. Um, so by having that that thick, I'll call it the rigid paper stock, uh, that that height is just enough to kind of make sure you're not busting through everything. So I, I I would say it's a a pretty good success. It's something I'm going to be using in the future when I do tape builds. Uh, I really love uh, the result that came out from the flying flea. I mean, I really couldn't be happier by how it looks.
0: Yeah. It turned out looking pretty good.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, And I brought the seven, because I wanted to modify that to be able to put in a C Power Pack pod in it. And so I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if we were going to get to it or not. And so I'm like, well, let me see what I can do. Because I think we were working on the old fogey in the morning. And you're doing some, you know, putting in the electronics and that kind of stuff. So I said, well, let's see what I can put together. So I managed to create like a, an H-bridge over the hole in the wing um, that was set to be the same height. And I, I put the power pod flush with the sides of the canopy, where the canopy sits on, so that the canopy can continue to sit where it sits. I cut grooves so that the tabs at the back of the power pod uh, would sit into the, the canopy, so it kind of anchor into that. And the front mm-hmm. of the canopy was resting against the front tabs of the power pod. And then I created reinforcing in the cowl and where we could put barbecue skewers and it was solidly glued to the firewall at the back of the canopy and the top of the canopy and so that way the barbecue skewers that were sticking out were really solid and so when you slid the power pod over top of those it was anchored it was in the front of the C power pack was right at the front of the cowl like a little bit past it and so when you put on the prop it it cleared the cowl but just by a little and honestly i really couldn't be happier with the results i think the harder part was that that pin that you put in the power pod at the back right typically holds it in place i didn't want to create an additional hole in um i'll call it in the sidewalls of the fuselage i wanted to keep that
0: like mar up and puncture that skin
1: yeah, exactly. I I like the way it looks. I didn't want to mess it up, so I was like, "Well, how am I going to keep this in place?" Because that is one of the, um, one of the ways the power. Po- I mean, it's already a snug fit, so it probably held would hold on on its own, but I wanted to make sure that it wouldn't pull out. So I decided to cut short, you know, maybe inch long sections of, and, and I This would, was
0: this was really a uh, a stroke of, I won't say necessarily brilliance or genius, but it it was a very. <laughs> Like, it was a nice leap of engineering, which mm-hmm. you've got engineering in your background. <laughs> but, uh, like, watching you go through many... this process and figure out was mm-hmm. uh, interesting and enjoyable to watch. <laughs>
1: well, thanks. Um, it was fun to do. Uh, it reminded me of, like, when you're building Legos and you're like, okay, these things don't line up, but I need them. I need them to figure. I need it. To... Okay. I need a pin here. Okay, how am I mm-hmm. going to do that? And you're like, okay, well, I need one of these, one of these. And I kind of adjusted a couple things. Um, yeah, it ended up, I, I mean, it really worked out a lot better than my, um, probably as, as best as I could have hoped. Um, so those inch long sections, I can poke through the inside of the power pod. So from inside poking out, and it pokes into the little, I'll call it the H bridge, because it looks like an H looking at it from the front. Um, right. Sitting on the wing, and then that pokes their hole in those, and then that keys in, and I put like a little hot glue dab on the back end, and I tie them together with a floss string or something like that, so that way I wouldn't, because they're tiny, I want them to be a little bit bigger and might possibly catch on something before it goes way into the, you know, the tail, or, you know, into the cowl somewhere or something like that. So, right. um, so the good news with the power pod though is that the power pod always fits the you know, three cell 2200. I mean, it always fit that. So I can now put a 2200 um, at the, like just behind the firewall, right in front of the wing where it always sat before. And that kind of slides just under the power pod, or I can put it in the power pod and I have a lot more adjustability front to back. Right. So, and honestly, I might even be able to put two of them in there and, uh, you know, run a connector back basically join them together and then I can even get a longer run time. So there's a lot of options. Um, I'm pretty excited to see where it's going to go. But we ran out of daylight and time. Uh, I did not get a chance to run the seven. And today I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I looked out and it was raining. I looked at the forecast and (laughs) said, it's going to be raining and lightning and raining and more raining and more lightning, followed by rain and some extra rain when you're done. So I said, well, shoot. Uh, I may not be able to try this for another week, but it's ready to go, and I'm excited for when I get that opportunity to, to, to see the seven. I think perform um, the way Sam and his crew had intended. Um, again, I, I love what I put in there because it was a very scale feel. It was a lot. It was mm-hmm. more of a challenge to fly it the way we had it because it was just. Uh, it didn't have the overabundance of capacity that we are we're used to seeing in planes today you know i know uh, a lot of people talk about way back in the day all we had was an escapement he had to press buttons and it was terrible and oh and we had to have like six pounds of battery just to get something to fly so we were barely at the edge of getting in the air and so when they flew like they were flying scale if they were lucky you know they're always at the edge yeah. of their flight envelope. And I feel like that's kind of what we were doing with what we did. But I'm, I'm also looking forward to getting that extra power in the seven and, and more treating it like the actual aircraft. Cause the aircraft itself, the full scale is uh, very acrobatic. They use it for sky riding and a bunch of other stuff. Like it's, it's a, a really neat plane when you get looking into it. Matter of fact, I found an old, old, old one. I mean old, like six years old flight test video of Mr. Fury. so, Nick Fury's dad, he had built an RV seven and he went out and showed his smoke, uh, how his smoke unit uh, works. And they were talking about how, you know, RC smoke units are identical and things like that. So, um, and, but, but what I, I didn't care about or notice at the time was that it was a Vans RV seven. Okay. Which is really neat. And so then you get the Go watch it fly in the air and do the smoke stuff, and and you could really see how acrobatic and agile the craft is. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to getting out there and seeing how that per, you know behaves and performs. So, what about you, Joe? Now I know you were working on some a little bit of things, and I know we had a bunch of, we had a lot of fun this weekend.
0: We did. Um, really just the foggy. Um, so yeah, I gotten. I got in the fuselage and I got the fuselage put together. I got the the wing segments cut and glued and kind of shaped and then the Mm -hmm. vertical and horizontal stabilizer done all during the last build party. And it basically Mm -hmm. just sat there since then.
1: Yeah, I think we talked Um, about like how you would cruise through that. We're like, oh, look at that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. It went really quick. Especially nice. it was nice building it again because uh the first time it was still one of the well, even this is still early in my building career, if you will, but mm-hmm. I've built it once, I kinda know how it's gonna go. Um mm-hmm. so there wasn't a whole lot of going back and referencing a video, how these folds work, like I've yeah. I've done these folds enough and especially having to rebuild power pods. Yeah. Um, like the, the A's and B's I, I've got them I understand um, and fortunately I had held on to the templates from the first time that I built these so and you also know just-
1: you also know from building and flying the old FOGIE the first time you know which lines are critical and which lines are like well this is so it looks good you know like if you get the back of the, the sweep on the back of the plane like it's not going to be the end of the world you know well, may, those, maybe not the, for you. Okay, for you. Oh. Will be. But <laughs> but I mean, it's not going to affect how that one flies. Like you no. need to get the notch at the top. You need to get the, uh, I'll call it the windshield and the cowl part. You right. want those to be even on either side because then you have a crooked looking thing. Um, mm-hmm. The the front nose piece that doesn't matter. That's just there for looks. You want to get the bottom. Those two lines along the bottom to be parallel, long, and straight. And that's mm-hmm. important. Um, but all the other stuff, I was like, ah, eh, you know. I mean, if you get it a little off, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, it will yeah. fly amazing. Um, and, you know, and obviously the the wing, you need to get the, the distances. You need to make sure that the lines are parallel, pretty much. Uh, the center fold and the front and back lines to be parallel. And that each wingtip is mirrored You probably have whatever shape you want just as long as they're the same you know you'll probably yeah. be okay
0: and i mean given that i was still operating off the previous plans mm-hmm. i was just i was operating off those like it yeah,
1: it great. came
0: along nicely i was able to cut it all out fairly quickly and get mm-hmm. a fuselage done so by the time you came down i hadn't really messed with it well i can't say i didn't really I didn't mess with it since, uh, no. since then. So when you came down, <laughs> I still had all the parts cut out, less yeah. the power pod and the servo tray. So it right. was getting those, getting those last two parts cut out, and then finishing up, uh, getting it all together. Um, although oh, I had re- to do a little. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was gonna say, remind me uh, next time we get together. I need to bring you down a couple power pod firewalls.
0: Ah yes, please. That, that um, we have a couple. <laughs> so I ended up having to do a little bit of uh, of uh, freehand work or just modification because when I went to glue the vertical stabilizer into the horizontal, um, mm-hmm. I was operating off memory and just ah, I'm going to knock just you know <laughs> slap this out real quick. And so I ended up gluing the vertical flat against the horizontal which the Fogie was designed to have a little bit of lift there because the uh, the way it sets right. into the back of the fuselage that's that right. it, vertical it, needed it's, to sit up a little bit
1: right the vertical sandwiches on top of the the bottom of the fuse which the mm-hmm. the horizontal stabilizer you know smacks up against it and glues on on the bottom right. and then the the fin goes through both the fuse layer and the and the horizontal and then that's so it's supposed to sit up just proud, just a bit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and, and
0: like, oh shoot! So <laughs> yeah, and so I had stuck it on down all the way through, uh, flush to the vertical. Sorry, flush to the uh, horizontal stabilizer. So once I then went to stick it up into the fuselage, I was like, "Oh, this that's, is a problem."
1: That's what's supposed to happen.
0: Ah. Yeah. That okay. So <laughs> went in there and trimmed up the vertical a little bit and got got it in there. Um, right. And then, yeah, I had, uh, you know, get getting the servos put in, no big deal, control horns, um, mm-hmm. just, that's how it was. But throughout that whole time, you know, we're just hanging out and chatting, so that was nice, because it was like us, again, building, hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God, that was then, just, that was a lot of fun, it was relaxing, um, mm-hmm. it was
1: good to just chat and hang and, you know, talk about everything, you know?
0: And watch some videos. Um, Mm -hmm, Yep. We we ended up watching some of that uh, uh, stall or uh, short takeoff or landing (laughs) videos. So we watched Mm -hmm. the world record one, you know, the world record video of that. So talking about how that process goes.
1: I think that was uh, the 2021 right up in Alaska.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Not nine foot five inches, I think was the one we were watching.
1: Oh my God, nine foot, (laughs) five inches. That's not even the length of the darn plane. No. Not even close. It's like half the length of the Um, plane. That's that's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so... That that brought around um, one of the challenges that's currently going on the uh, FTE forum um, thing right now. I think we talked about it briefly. Uh, And that's a short takeoff landing uh, challenge done by Hondo... And it's a string of five numbers or something like that. Probably zip code or something. Um, Lives out in Wyoming somewhere. And his whole thing is you build a short takeoff and landing craft, doesn't matter what. And you have three challenges to accomplish with it. You have take off and land, uh, do 180, and then take off again. That counts as one, right? Um, And try to take off and land as, as much as you can off of one battery without touching it. Okay. So okay. if you land and it goes a kilter, well, then I guess you're done, right? Um, the next is how much can it hold? Like, so you measure how much it weighs uh, without a battery, I think. And then you add as much weight as you can get it to take off the ground with. And you get it off the ground, you film it and get off the ground. Um, okay. And then I think, uh, what was the last one? I want to say it was like how, how quick... You can take off the ground and that's more like, I think that's more like scouts on our kind of stuff. I mean, you can have a video to kind of show it, but I mean, the actual measurement I think is, I think it's taking off of the craziest surface. So you take off like the, your car or goalposts or God, no, I mean, who knows? Like we were, we we're ta- we we're throwing up a bunch of stuff. Um, but I think like off of a table and uh, a park, you know, something. Okay. So to kind of illustrate that you can take off of almost anywhere with this thing, kind of that, that push, the, that back bush feel, uh, for, for these kind of craft. So anyway, that challenge is going on. I know. Um, and that's kind of, we ended up talking about that for a while. Uh, cause we know a couple guys that are on our discord server that, that are heavily involved with that. um, <laughs> Uh, it's fun. It's it's neat to see him go. Oh, check this out! Uh, I think one of the guys has something around fifty takeoff and landings right now. I think he might be the record holder so far. I know, right? Awful one battery. That's the thing. I mean,
0: man, because <laughs> yeah, you're you're throttle up, throttle down, uh, so you're getting some extended life out of it, and that you're not running full throttle or even half yeah. throttle the whole time. But you know, takeoff throttle eats it yeah I wonder what batter like is he running a 2200 or you think he's running like a
1: 1300 uh, no I mean he, it's like a 2200 or something like that. he's he's doing it with a, a sea duck actually I, I don't mean to give away his uh his, his plan but um so his idea is that if I if I can take off and land off the ground you know uh I'm not likely to tip it because it's a sea duck it's got these pontoons way out there Right. So short of catching one of the pontoons and ripping it off or whatever, I should be able to take off and land stably without having to flip it. It's not a craft that's because it's got a twin engines. It's not prone to tipping, right? Cause it, again, it's set as kind of a watercraft. So it's not like it's a, like a biplane or a triplane where that would be a great stole craft, except for the fact that they're just prone to dumping the second they hit the ground. Um, right. And actually that forward that,
0: weight. Mm-hmm. Or I guess yeah. being top heavy. Uh,
1: it's a it's a couple different things. Yeah, uh, being top heavy, having a short coupled nose. Uh, it's a whole slew of things. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, th- that was neat to be able to talk about that and kind of compare it to like what the real guys are doing. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They actually have made Kit Foxes, and I think somebody made a Scrappy. Uh, they're just trying a bunch of them. Somebody has a profile like a lightweight. So the idea is like, do you go big? In which case your payload like has to be huge, right? If right. you have a four pound plane to get a 30% payload or 300% payload, you've got to put on 12 pounds. Whereas if you've got like a 50 gram plane, uh, to do the same thing, you're just, what, what is that? Uh, 150 grams. So now the whole thing has to weigh 200 grams. Right. I don't know, maybe you got some ridiculous motors on there and that might work out. <clears throat> Not really sure. So uh anyway, that that's part of the fun of the challenge and that's one of the reasons why I love being part of the, the forum there. You never know what people are going to come up with and there's there's some really really interesting, beautiful birds that people are putting together and putting plans for and letting the community know how to join them and in, in building such, you know, The models and you know it's it's just a neat it's a neat place to go to kind of get inspiration for building your own thing Mm -hmm. anyway sorry side note yeah oh uh, that's right we were hanging out (laughs) we were hanging out and then i remember i I went on our discord server to just kind of see what was going on and i threw ourselves in the build night i I had my computer so i threw ourselves in the build uh the the build night room you know just figured if somebody was there while we're building we'll Somebody will pop in and just say, hey, and I figured. And you must have done from,
0: that when I was up getting a refill <laughs> and a drink or something, because I was sitting there, you know, we, we were talking. I'm sitting there working on putting in electronics and, stuff, and all of a sudden just I see your laptop <laughs> and web, you know, somebody's video pops up. Hey, guys. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah I think it was uh, Sam the Hanger. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> i put it on, and you know, you you like you said, you you went up and did something, and and then I then continued to get distracted with whatever I was working on, and it had been a good five minutes, I think, before anything had happened, right? So I completely forgot about it, uh, and I meant yeah. to tell you about it. I just wasn't even thinking, and you know, before we knew it, we we had a small little build you know build party going on. <laughs> It was a lot of fun it was neat because you know just it we were doing our chatting about about what was going on with us and then we had another set of people who you know came in and talked about what they were doing there's a uh, one kid who's putting together i thought he was talking about like an eight-foot plane and he's using uh house insulation like the corning owens insulation stuff
0: Uh, if it's who I'm thinking of, yeah, he shared a picture in the discord and it was Mm -hmm. that, that wing link was taller than him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and so he's, he's basically cutting out, uh, a a whole bunch of sections, right? And he's, uh, he hotwire cut those, I think. And then he's gluing them together using a foam spar. So. Okay. Um, and so I don't know, it it was neat. It was, it was a really great way to spend, uh, a night that was hanging out, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, well then going all the way back to the old fogey build, um, got that, got that pretty much done and went to do the power pod set, uh, or power pod section and realized that I've misplaced my firewall. Um, I have no idea where it went. Uh, it might even be up at your place from the last time that I was up there um, when I was flying the yep. Spitfire. But I was running your power pod at the time to have the CPAC in it. So mm-hmm. I don't know where that fireball is at. But you ended up <clears throat> handing me um, your CPAC power pod that was already built. You're planning on using another plane, which handed it to us. Man, a CPAC radial in. <laughs> In the old fogey, it's going to be nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was, it was. Uh, so yeah, we can. uh, I, yeah. I guess at this point, unless you got any more to talk about in the build section, we can jump to little are yeah, we, flying.
1: Well, yeah, we can go with the flying. <clears throat> um, I, I already. Briefly talked about uh, getting my son out to the field with the old fogey because again I knew we were going to get together that weekend and I wanted to make sure I previously had a couple issues with I guess getting the old fogey to track level and true just in general I was like why is it doing this I I, I should be able to just let go of the sticks and it just flies um, and it wasn't doing that so I was like darn it um, and so I did manage to get it and. Uh, to fly level and straight, and so I got my son out, and he was buddy boxing it, and I said his wing folded, so that was what happened. Like the during the week before, I repaired the wing, <clears throat> and it turns out I suck at repairing wings, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so so when yeah. I glued when I glued the wooden spar in, I guess I wasn't really paying attention to any twist that might have been either in the table or the how I was clamping it in and how it was affecting the twist on the wing. So what I ended up having is like a, a higher camber on one side than the other. And Mm -hmm. the wing ended up actually just being a slightly warped. And well, let's just say it it didn't fly. I mean, it flew, I flew it like three or four times trying to get it straight, but it, it just, we just wanted to go left. Just wanted to just go, go to the left
0: and i know you were really frustrated by all that because you were trying multiple flights multiple ties. you know send it up try to trim it out bring it down belly uh, or landing had landing here mm-hmm. on it yep. land it have a look at it check your cg check your surfaces send it back up bring it back down mm-hmm. send it back and like you were getting really frustrated i don't blame you um and that's when i that's why i looked at your wing and like really looked at what was uh, happening because you said you had ripped it and I looked at that, you go, eh, whatever uh, you know. right. and, and then you looked at me and when, like Matt I mean look at yeah, this like, look at this thing <laughs> <laughs> this wing is twisted uh, long uh, lengthwise so on, yeah it had a bit of a, fine. a curl to it <laughs> um, okay there was a little bit of a twist just a little uh, uh, okay. uh, enough enough that one side of the wing was generating in it. The undercamber was then aimed high or I guess you yeah. could say not your cord length. What what would you call that where the angle of that cord? It's is the, wing it's the, the angle cord of depth. Attack. The
1: cord depth was was bigger on one side than the other. Yeah. But it's a it's an undercambered wing. So, yeah, I mean that's what it was. Basically, and, basically and it was one twisted.
0: side of the wing. Yeah, one side of the wing was rotated rotate it up a bit so that it was just catching right. all the more which was right. pushing it up and the other one wasn't matching that so right
1: so yeah so once one side had a higher angle of attack as well so mm-hmm. it it was okay so i didn't realize that that had happened when i glued it up otherwise i would have cut out another one and had it ready yeah i mean i wouldn't even think about that and and that's part of what i was i was mad at myself and and I was just so looking forward to it. We talked about we're like we've got two planes that we both have. It's time to do some formation fly. Not only that, but we had the same motor system in it. Like oh, yeah. we were we were going to formation fly this son of a gun. It was going to happen and we we're going to have a good time. Uh,
0: it, it was it was going to be a great time. Uh, it still you was. Know, a if we both- <laughs> <laughs> It was still a great time. It, it just wasn't the time yeah. we were planning. <laughs> um so, in in contrast, uh, my Flogey flew really well. Um, I had a really good time flying it. I'd forgotten how um, buoyant it was, if you will. Um, it just, it loves to grab that air and go. Which, some of that too was it had the CPAC on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Which was playing zero games. Um,
1: okay, yeah, but you didn't just, you, dra- you were drag racing
0: it. Huh? You were drag racing that thing. Uh I mean later, yeah, when I did yeah, the that's quick takeoff. About. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we'll, right, I so guess we'll, we'll, we'll jump with ahead. that and then no, 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 like, go ahead. jump backwards. No, that's fine. Um yeah, so we had put the C pack in it and even though it was a slow fly prop, I didn't have the uh the big bite prop on it um mm-hmm. that you'd handed me. I said I realized that it just had way more power than it needed for takeoff. Um, and I built landing gear for it. I will rewind and talk about that in a second. Because uh, that's a situation all its own. Um, <laughs> Are you sure you want to? I mean, you could talk about it now. It worked. That, well, you brought up the drag racing, so let me finish I, that. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so I realized that the phobia that the was taken off real quick. Because, I mean, CPAC radio, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I set it up right now, set it up right now. But at one point I said, you know, I want to try a from zero. you know, from throttle kill being switched on, move my throttle to 100% and switch the throttle kill off. So it just jumped straight to, you know, full tilt. <laughs> and beep, you beep, missed it the first beep. time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fortunately, you uh, you were watching the second time when I brought it back down I said, Matt, you guys see this, and you pulled your <laughs> camera out. <laughs> and I did. I <laughs> sat there, turned the throttle kill on, 100%. I said, three two one 2, flip the throttle kill. Yeah. And it it kind of surprised me because it took a second, I guess, yep. for, the, for the transmitter to say, oh, it's time to go, and that it was... I mean, gone inside what one foot? I think that foot oh, was god. in the yeah. air. it it was it in was... the air as
1: as fast as it could roll. Uh, do a full rotation of the wheels. I think it was up in the air. It it yeah. was, and that's the thing is, you're like, hey Matt, you want to see this thing take off like a like a bullet? And I'm like, oh hold on, give me a, second. and then and off you go. And I'm like, oh man, and you like, oh my god. And of course you're, I mean, you're having a blast, having and, a blast, uh, yeah. And he's like, "You're like, did you see that?" I'm like, "No, man, you didn't give me a second to even turn around. (laughs) (laughs) I was butting with the seven, trying to see if I was going to get that in the air or whatever." But uh, no, and then and then you you know you brought it around, and uh, how -hmm. did the landing gear hold up on the landings? Um. So let let's first say what the landing gear. It was perfect for
0: taking off. No, it wasn't.
1: Um, Oh, it worked. It got you. It got it off. It got it off the ground.
0: It it got off the ground. Um, it, so, I took the landscaping flags and cut the flags <laughs> off. I, that's, that's the wire we use for our uh, push rods. And I said, I don't have any thicker wire, but this ought to be able to serve as landing gear wire for the weight of the fogey. Um, Spoiler alert, it did not. Uh, but I, <laughs> I went out in the garage and I actually used my vice and got all the nice tight angles and everything lined up right and i brought it in and you know put the wheels on it and put the glue dobs on the end so that the wheels didn't come off so matt look at my landing gear and you're hey yeah that that doesn't look too bad it's all nice and squared up for the most part and much better than the first set i I was gonna say (laughs) it was (laughs) worlds of improvement better than that first go Uh,
1: um
0: but you the gear legs were the same
1: length i mean you know that's a plus
0: yeah <laughs> the left the, the legs are the same length yeah. um, but you had concerns about the strength of the wire and so I I brought out the soldering iron I was going to try to solder a cross brace um, right. and just couldn't get the the wire hot enough and I know you were right. talking about doing the co- the copper wrap thing, but I didn't have right. any like thin copper wire quickly on hand. so as a shortcut, I just laid the hot glue to it. And hot just big globs of hot glue to the hold these. You, you yeah. snot-globbed that. <laughs> but it held. It that did. That was not
1: the weak point. <laughs> I was impressed. I mean, that that held up really well. I didn't expect it to. It just... uh, <laughs> Well, so, so I've, I've tried to solder. Everybody's like, oh, you need to solder the wires together. I'm like, I don't know what kind of soldering iron you have, but I don't think mine can handle that kind of crud. So uh, that's why I suggested... Uh, and I, th- I thought that yours might be in the same boat as me. And so, uh, I was, I was told that if you wrap it in copper wire, uh, the copper takes the heat really well and it actually heats everything up enough to actually, to have the solder melt and really engage everything. So, um, right. that's why I suggested I'm like, just, just strip a wire that you might have, and just use that. <clears throat> and, uh, but you know, didn't you didn't have like any
0: soap. Getting... Yeah. I didn't feel like going and looking for it and. Yeah, I probably could have found some wire somewhere or, you know, I've got probably 600 foot, a cat five cable up in the top of my man cave closet. Like I could have managed yeah. somehow, but yeah, you could have, uh, it screw it. But, you know, okay, I could but, spend but, but all Joe, that time or,
1: right. Or you could have some really great stories to tell.
0: <laughs> yeah. So technically it was landing gear. Um, your concern of it not being strong enough. Uh, turned out to be accurate, um, and so when I set it when I set it down to for takeoff and Tesla landing gear out, uh, it had a, a kind of a what, what would you where the legs just kind of kick out because there the the wire wasn't rigid it, enough. Um, it
1: splayed out a bit, and it there we go uh, the one the the one side kind of kicked back. It also bent back on the one side, um, it, so it wasn't braced. Uh, front to back you the right. bracing that you had snot globed on was uh horizontal um to hold the legs from going outward right and it did up until that point and then, and then it split <laughs> out a little bit and then from there down it went out yeah yeah that's
0: okay um, um but and then the so, wheels kind of kicked forward under the weight
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it just, it didn't hold up. And I was thinking, well, maybe if you land, a, like you've got to land this son of a gun. Perfect. I've if you had want this thing to actually it. hold up, <laughs> you do, you have to like perfectly grease it and you're coming in and I think you were trying to flare it, uh, or, or something like that. And, and I guess you said your technique is to come in and do a quick flare and just basically blop it onto the ground.
0: And, um, yeah, that's, that's the uh the nasty version of it which is to say that's how the foam has been working for me i know how to set down gentle i just don't have the feel for it mm, with the foam right. yet and with belly landing i've not needed that feel you just no you, you know plop it on grass and it's good but yeah, yeah no it she was coming in beautifully <laughs> yeah um, yeah look you're like she you set, looked set up good
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah your approach was great uh you came in yeah, you had a little bit of a headwind so you were slowing down a little bit and you 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 brought it down and I think the the flare you were expecting didn't happen or something so No. It, it came no. down a little and, bit harder than you you wanted.
0: <laughs> and the the way that I was telling uh uh Jesse in the Discord server uh, the way it looked to me was, if you've ever seen those videos of skateboarders that skateboard off the top of a flight of stairs or concrete stairs, and they go down and they they botch the landing and just right. flatten out, like that's what that landing gear looked like. See? As that plane hit the ground, LA just just bowed out to either side, which then was dragway. So the plane, the foggy just like rolled forward, nose down into it. Yeah. It it was a very rapid succession of events.
1: That's a great description. Um, yeah, because you, you're watching the skateboarding, You're like, dang, he's nailing that move. That's amazing. All he's got to do is stick the, uh-oh.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh. So oh, here comes Joe with that's the. That's not f- okay.
0: So here comes Joe with the fogey. Oh, man, look, he's nailing that approach. Oh, he's nice, good to yeah. go. All of a sudden, just landing gear out. to. like. <laughs> you're like, okay, yep, that's There to sound I'm working.
1: Um, um. <laughs> but uh, so. You, there's a couple – you could trust the crud out of that with more of that uh, landscaping gear if you wanted, or uh, you can really just get eighth-inch wire, which is a – it's a bear to – again, the devices the and, and the hammers are going to be your friend with shaping that one. Oh, yeah. Um, but once you have it, like it's so it's strong enough where it'll hold up to the landing. Um, that's what I yeah. use on yep. mine. I It took me a while to come around to saying – maybe I should try the eighth inch wire that they keep using at flight <laughs> test. And sure it's not. I started using the eighth inch wire and my landing gear starts holding up. Um, I, I, I really, I just,
0: yeah. The, the last time that I went to build or the, well, the first time that I built that landing gear, like I just felt like I was going to break my dag on thumbs, trying to pin that wire. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll have to go get some eighth inch wire and then actually mount my vice on the table. Yeah. Um, 'Cause fortunately with the landscaping wire, I didn't have to like bolt my vise down. No, no, the landscaping wire I'll have wires, to I'll have to do that with the other stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, the landscaping wire is relatively easy to bend, considering the eighth inch mm-hmm. wire you I'm I've done it with a pair of pliers. I'll tell you what, I'm using everything I've got. I'm like you know, like, nope, come on, you could do it. And, and I yep. get done with it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is this so hard? I'm like, oh, well, that's okay. It's because it's trying to I hold mean, up. I mean, is it any
0: wonder? No. Is it any wonder my landing gear just was, like, all over the place the first time? So. No,
1: no, no, no. Look, I, I really thought, I mean, my hope of hopes was that you're going to grease that, and it's going to be beautiful. I was, oh, yeah. I was really, I was there with you, okay?
0: <laughs> I had it in my head. It was you going to I just, I okay. saw it. I saw it sitting down just as pretty as you please. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. I was e- there. Expectations versus reality. You and me were
1: standing side by side <laughs> in your head watching that. <laughs>
0: yep. it, it was beautiful. It was yeah. beautiful in my mind's eye. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So,
1: well, why don't you talk about, um, so we put away the old fogies, both literally and figuratively. Um and so I pulled out. Uh, I think I pulled out my micro seven, and that's when I started realizing the elevator servo and the rudder servo aren't the the control wires aren't moving in mm-hmm. and out like I like they're supposed to. And I tried a couple quick things to fix it, and I'm like, shoot, I I blew it. Darn it! All right. And then yeah. as I'm as I'm moving some of the the rear end, like the the servos around. Uh, One of the aileron servos starts, uh, it's one of these 5-gram or 4.7-gram plastic servos. And I'll tell you what, like, I love them. They're the perfect size for these micros, these 18-inch to 20-inch wing size builds. But they are, they are just not reliable. Like, they strip out or whatever it is, uh, like, so fast. It's just so small, man. Yeah, but... I mean, come on, like then make the, make the gearing out of something more durable. I don't know. I, are, I Anyway. Are there I, metal gear options out there? I, uh, well, yeah. If you want to spend another $20 per okay. servo, like I was like, eh. yeah, uh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I love my micros, but I don't love them that much. So I, if I'm going to build a discus launch glider or something like that, and I'm using carbon fiber wrap and yeah, I, I'll get the $20 servos that are super thin, five grams, like heck yeah. In a heartbeat. Um, but for this little tiny plane, like, uh, probably not. So what I ended up having is one of the aileron servos stripped out. And I, you could hear the motor just wheez And I'm like, ah, oh, shoot. Uh, so mm-hmm. one of the gears gave. And uh, I was like, well, I guess that's that for that. Which, which stinks because uh, I've been looking forward to getting that back in the air now that I've made it look pretty. And maybe that's the curse. I made it look pretty. And now it's not going to work. So. Um, anyway, so I put I mean, that you away. didn't
0: crash your toucan. Uh,
1: no, I was going to say we're about to get that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Do we... Then I pull out the goblin, right? So I pulled out right. uh toucan Sam and I said, all right, it's going to be great. Now we'd gone later in the day and we were facing the sun as it was coming down, um, heading towards yeah. the horizon. So it was basically in our face, a little off to the right. Um, which also means that everything that we we're flying was sort of silhouette, I mean, there's enough light where it wasn't, but it was, it was rough because you either had to fly low to go under the sun. And We had sunglasses and hats and all that stuff, or you had to fly really high to go over it if you're going to go over to the right. Like there's, there's no, or you stay over to the left, but over to the left is there's the main a road. road. There. Right, there's a road over there. We we're just trying to keep it safer and just in case something went wrong. So this was the maiden flight, and I'm like, all right, well, look, everything is good, 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 reflex is good, balance is where it should be, and off I go, and I threw it into the air, and man, it flew great. Uh, I had to do a little bit of trim, but uh, once I kind of got the trim level, um, I think I did a, a lap or two around, and I realized um, it's tight on the rolls, and it's slow on the elevator, which I, that's the curse of every flying wing, right? Um, the, you, the moment arm for the elevators uh, is much smaller than it is for the for the aileron rolls, so it, it's natural. So uh, what I didn't do was I did not cut the aileron controls by half. That's typically what I do. So I'll set the elevators at full throws, and I'll throw the Ail- uh, A- aileron uh, sorry ailerons
0: ailerons at fifty percent. <laughs> it's an aileron mix. Exactly.
1: Yep. It's an Elevon mix. Um, sorry. Yeah, Elevon mix. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah, um,
0: Elevons. We, we got that wrong back in episode two, I think. Oh, yeah, that's not probably the only thing we got wrong in episode two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pardon me. Oh, man. you trying to come over. Um, so, uh, so I brought it back in because I, I realized that it had a tendency to – I think the nose in or whatever it was, just a little bit. And so uh, I put in a little bit extra trim to get it uh, up trim to get it right. Um, so I realized, well, let me let me bring it in. And I kind of, uh, I, I tweaked it so it had a little bit more reflex. And I brought the trim back to zero again. And I flew it, and it was great. Um, and so I flew it around, and it was awesome. Now, the Toucan Sam is, if you've never seen a package of fruit loops well it looks like the fruit loops guy the the problem Mm -hmm. is i don't have a light blue tape so i didn't have light blue on the top and a dark blue on the bottom um but i did have a big white patch on the bottom with with tape however uh based on the the way the lighting was i really couldn't see once it was out a little ways i really couldn't see the white um belly from the blue i couldn't really tell the difference so it made it out of that range no, not Well, I thought I'd be able to. I thought, like, some of the planes you could see, like, bam, that's white. That's not. That's white. That's not. And, that I mean, that's mm-hmm. really all you're looking for. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, it made flying a little bit more of a challenge. And a, it was kind of fun, but it was a lot more dangerous. Um, so I made sure to, I tried to keep it high. Uh, and because what I realized is that if I'm, it was tougher to tell if it was going away or coming towards so orientation was easier to lose. And so I found that if I would gently go in a direction before I committed to it, I could tell if I was going the right direction and my brain could wrap around if I'm going away or, or towards with enough time to correct for it and, and go the way I wanted to. Um, and and by having it high enough, if I did mess it up completely, I could have time to recover. Um, so I flew around. Uh, I had the fly the five. five bladed prop, the 5x3x5 by by prop that I had from the RoboCat. I think I bought way in the beginning. Um, and that was really quiet, too. I was really surprised. So this motor is like, it. it's the kind that zooms. I guess maybe it doesn't go that fast. 1,700 kV instead of 2,300. But to me, it's still going to go really fast. I mean, um, she was cooking. And she was cooking. But and you, if you compare... Uh this motor and prop setup to the arrow I had, like last time we went out. Right. Um, that arrow was screaming. <laughs> like all around the sky. It was cooking too. It was going fast. It's great. Um, this was going pretty fast and it was quiet though. And it was really neat. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch it go. I know we had Hawk come and visit the flight um as mm-hmm. we we're going around. He was like, What's going on over there? you know? I kind of flew yeah. around with this for a second and I was like, ah, that's some weird stuff. I'm out. Um, yeah, I you know, about that. <laughs> exactly. So I brought it in and I was like, Oh, cool. And I have a camera in the nose. So I was getting FPV footage and it turns out like most of it turned out pretty good. So, uh, I think we'll be pairing the land based footage that we had, um, with this and with any luck, we'll, we'll, uh, be able to kind of pair them together and see you, you guys will be able to check it out in a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, so then I'm like, cool. This is awesome. I'm like, okay. Before I change anything, Joe, this flies really well. Would you like to fly it? And I handed the bird, I handed the transmitter to you.
0: Against my better judgment.
1: And I said, I'll launch it. You just let you know. Let me know when you're ready, and you know, you power it up. We'll, we'll get it up in the air. Mm-hmm. And, and you said, I don't really want to. I'm like, dude, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. You'll have a great time. I want you to see what this flies like. This is a lot of fun. What I failed to tell you was: remember how you're flying before you turn, because you're going to yeah. need it. <laughs> and and give yourself an extra height. Um, and so so what did you end up doing?
0: Uh, so I had watched you flying around for a little while, so I was kind of taking in that's the the situation or the problem that you were talking about, which is. Make sure you know you're you're up and you're down and you're left and you're right, um, mm-hmm. and I I don't feel like I was flying it all that long. Um, I was doing gentle turns, lazy turns, just real real slow, wide turns. And mm-hmm. I was in I ended up losing altitude because I was bringing her down. She got into the sun, so I wanted to have her yep. lower so I could see her
1: again. That discussion um, of you either go way over top or yep. underneath and low. Uh, And I think at that point you were kind of coming down a little bit for something anyway. And so you just like, well, we'll just continue on that. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah. And anyway, it, it, it got low and then it was, it was still kind of in that lazy right hand. And I realized, Oh, I'm heading for that drainage ditch. Um, (laughs) I need to, I need to bring it nose up, give it a little power to, you know, clear that, get it back up in the air. But, I also knew well. Now I know I'm in the middle of a turn, gentle turn, but I am turning, and it's also flying at me. So, which direction am I turning? Even though, like my thumb, I knew I'm kind of doing a gentle turn to the right. Once in that situation, I said, "Uh, and there went my left and rights." Um, <laughs> and we've kind of oh, no. we kind of talked about earlier today why. Yeah. I yanked it to the right and pulled back the way that right. I did, and just that was that's easier than right. pushing it to the left and pulling the stick back. So, right. uh, but I ended up just doing that. That noob, I'm gonna pull it to one corner yeah. and fifty-fifty. I'm I might get it, and she yeah. just rolled instantly and then pulled up into <laughs> <Yeah>. the ground. <laughs> did, didn't we talk about how I didn't
1: put the like 50% throws on the, on the, yeah. uh, the <laughs> rounds? Oops. Uh, that probably would, I mean, she me.
0: went, she went from flying real pretty to, uh, mm-hmm. nose first in the ground real quick. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. <and laughs> yeah, she did. Oh, that's okay though. That's okay. And of course I'm sitting there like on, Al. Yeah, it's kind of what I expected. Because <laughs> I, no, I know it, like <laughs> well, no, not that it was from year flying. Like I gave it to you because I know you can fly. Like mm-hmm. your piloting skill is good enough where you should be able to fly this around and, and generally have a good time with it. And you did. You know, and you know, and again you just I didn't warn you like, no, keep it high because of the way the sun is, you're not right. gonna have the time to react and it's harder to see what way you're going. So you you're gonna need that extra time. I should have just warned you, like, whatever whatever you do, go up, not not down. And once I saw you come around have and you to, went low, I'm like, I know why he's doing that. Oh, this will probably be it. Or we'll be good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? he's he's not wrong in his thinking. He's just wrong, nope. period. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, ah, uh,
1: that's okay. Uh, anyway, so, but, um, but you got to fly the goblin around a little bit. And
0: what was mm-hmm. your impression of the experience? Uh. It was nice and faster than I was expecting, even though I'd watched you fly it, (laughs) and that's largely it, because it wasn't in the air all that long that I had it, it seemed like. No, it Uh, it wasn't.
1: I think you basically had it, it went out left, uh, you brought it around, you went to the right, you're kind of bringing it around to complete the circuit, and that's where you kind of had dipped low to go under the sun on that, um, as it went to the right. And then, uh, and that's where as you're turning it around, it came to you, which now everything's reversed and it's a uh, silhouette mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So, and, and again, you, if you had probably just pulled straight up, you probably wouldn't have been okay. But again, the panic is to clinch your, clinch your hands, I think. And so thereby it, you're more likely to pull towards you uh, to the right and, and back than yeah. you are to push away and, you know and again so i just started laughing like i just (laughs) like oh nice like uh, you know i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna send it right like give it give it a good you know make it a good story right yeah make it some fun
0: fortunately you you've been able to repair it it just broke the whole nose section off
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The whole the whole nose just came right off, and it's like, okay, well, I, let me let me take the center side to pull the section out. and Everything was intact. Every the motor system, everything was good. I think I literally FPB just camera um, was good. Yeah, FB. So I had the I had the receiver set up facing in, so the pins were towards the nose. So when the camera and the battery came out, they just pulled directly in line with the whole thing. Like it came out exactly as it was supposed to. Right. <laughs> uh, so Convenient. I mean, there's there exactly, there, I mean, there's no, there's no harm in it. Everything else was in perfect working order. So I just basically glued the nose on and I'm going to, I think I just got to put the camera back in. Um, the motor's set. Everything's good to go. Um, the The nose fits on and I got to put the mouth on. So now it looks like Toucan Sam and I've got two little eyeballs sticking out the sides. Um, oh, nice! So yeah, now it really looks like Sam. Uh, it already looked like a toucan, but now it really looks like uh, the Froot Loops
0: guy. Nice, nice, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was the the goblin. It was fun. Um, I would not mind flying one again. So I think I'm gonna have to I think. I might have to build one at some point. Um, see if I can put the see if I can put my B pack or the C pack on it. Um, drop mm-hmm. the. Drop the prop size down, but um, yeah, if before you had the we B, move the on, the B
1: Pack could fly it well, I think. Yeah,
0: before we move on to the uh, the Spitfires to to fully close out the end of the old foggy flights, yeah, uh, I did lose signal on it again, or not again on that one, but I've lost signal again, so uh, okay. that's what ended the foggy flights because I was, I really wish that I had. Just taking some time and flown it for a while. That I was doing a lot of takeoff and landings, enjoying the yeah. takeoffs and the landings because I've flown around. <laughs> you, mean, with the you mean the, a lot. the
1: flops? The, so the takeoffs yeah. and the flops. <laughs> Shut up. Um, well, then, no, no. Look, so the cool part is, is every one of those, like the prop didn't break. It was no, awesome. No, it didn't. And and then, you know, once you took off on the you like you had it
0: got it up like 200 feet in a matter of seconds oh in no time it was gone i was like that wow, that c-pack that. is so overpowered for a fogey i'm glad yeah. we didn't put the four cell in there oh um, boy that would have oh been nuts God. yeah that's right <laughs> yeah you you would have just where did where'd the old foggy go <laughs> nice. it's up there somewhere um yeah, I'd had a hard time getting it getting it to come back down under any sort of throttle level with a four cell in there, mm-hmm. but uh, but I ended up losing signal and she went down. Um, yeah. No no damage actually, um, nicely. Uh, yeah. The landing gear was all boogered up, but whatever. <laughs> it, it was it wasn't great to begin with, but yeah. I'm gonna have to investigate how to do a, a range check with that transmitter and those yeah. receivers and figure out. Like Am I, because it's not just interference now, like that we're out in the middle of this.
1: Yeah. There's nothing out there. There's nothing out there.
0: Yeah. Um, and so it couldn't have been a line of sight issue because it was a straight shot. I could see it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a range or if there's some other interruption going on. Uh, The only thing Um, I can think
1: of is maybe our cell phones possibly, but I, I think that's a long shot. I mean, truly, I think it's a long shot. Yeah. On that
0: um i may have to hit up uh, battleax in discord because he mm-hmm. was having signal issues and oh boy yeah. he kind of told us that story um and in as much as yes i was paying attention uh, no, I don't remember the details of everything that was wrong and how you worked it out. I know they were doing mm-hmm. like the, within the hobby shop building, like testing a different range. Oh, he so.
1: got a new transmitter. That's, that's what he did. Well, I know he got
0: a new transmitter in, <laughs> but he got know, a, how he got was a, diagnosing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, um,
0: right. Right.
1: Yeah. He, but, he should be able to help you out too. Yeah,
0: Yeah. So I got to figure out how to do a range check with my transmitter. Also. Per a conversation we were having this weekend, because I was commenting that with my Turnigy, every time I went to fly a different receiver, I was having to rebind. It wasn't just switch the model; that it wasn't multiple receivers hooked up to the transmitter. Right. Um, That seems to be a known thing Uh, uh, with that transmitter. Is that it only pairs to one one, at a time? Yeah, which. I really need to look into what the binding process is, mm-hmm. how a transmitter and a receiver bind up, because in my mind, um, in my mind, it's just it's linking. Why, why then would it not continue? But there must be, I don't know if there's a code that gets sent, and then when you put the transmitter in the bind mode, it refreshes that. I don't know. I gotta look into it. But um, the right the Turnigy will only. Uh, bind with one trans- or one receiver at a time uh, apparently it's a it, I don't know if it's a bug some guys were saying it was a bug it was supposed to be able to do multiple receivers but it just the firmware and it's functionality doesn't do it hmm. um, but yeah so I'm not super concerned about it it's just something I have to be aware of that whenever I'm yeah. done with this model and I want to move over to the next I know I got to rebind it no big deal because I always yeah. keep my bind key on the transmitter antenna. Though. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. I I know. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, we obviously, if you go back to our transmitter episode, we maybe we could glean some information there. I thought I remember when doing research with that that some transmitters and receivers, the method that they bind is that they sync up their their signal. Mm-hmm. They they create a zero point. And, and in which case then you would have to bind up each receiver to the transmitter every time. Just so that you're like, hey, um, we count, you know, we go on twenty, you know, go. And then, right. then from that point you can you can use it all day long because they've synced up. But once you uh once you go and get a new one or once you turn off the transmitter, it is no longer on that same signal cycle so you have to but reset that yeah I, I, but that's not know.
0: what mine's doing you yeah. know because yeah, like remember if i were what to go, go out it does if i were to go out right now and plug the battery into the spitfire and then turn my transmitter on my spitfire would be hooked up so it's not a power okay. off issue it's, oh okay yeah yeah it's not it's not they're a binding. issue Huh. Which is why I think it's almost acting like it's got a Wi Fi passcode that's being uh, passed back and forth during the binding process. But again, that was the side of things, like the, the technicality of how binding works that we didn't dig deep into. Okay. Um maybe one day. But well, that's a, I've got to do a range test on yes. my transmitter to find out what's going on with that. Yes. Um So yeah. Spitfire. Okay. We um Oh yeah. You had done a repair job on mine because I had broken it pretty much clean in half,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and the and the wingtips uh, got boogered, I think, in in the process
0: there too. Yes, and the prop did not break, surprisingly. It didn't break. <laughs> I still, am but flabbergasted at that. Yeah. Uh. So you handed it to me. We got all hooked. we got all hooked up. You got your Spitfire out. You you launched it. Got up in the air, flying around, and then. Uh, I went to go behind you, and I did my hand launch, and I I checked all my pre like I did my pre flight, checked mm-hmm. all my control surfaces, everything was great, balanced, um, everything's good, everything was good to go, and I tossed it, and it pulled to the right, and didn't stop pulling regardless of how much right stick and then right rudder I was trying to throw into it, it just kept curving to the right and going, uh, wait, wound wait, wait, up wait. in the in the pine trees behind us. Wait
1: wait so it was it was yawing to the right.
0: I think it was a yaw. Like it was real quick but yeah it just went to the right okay. and I couldn't get it to not. Okay and you you were trying to
1: correct for that going left or cuz you you said that you were were you putting stick putting more right rudder into that or were you putting no, left?
0: No I I was I was going
1: left. Okay, that's that's kind of what I thought. You did said that you went to you were putting in right. So, um, okay, okay, so yeah, bad. so you're you're cor- you're trying to correct for obviously that that's what, mm-hmm. I think that's what any
0: sane pilot's trying. To, oh my god, <laughs> what, yeah. What's going on? So, <laughs> um, so there's two possibilities with that. One is, and I'm not going to uh, like this is no sort of knock on re- on your repair job. No, it's, it's possible that. It's possible that during the repair, the uh, tail end of that plane is now an angle from, so, yeah, like true in line. It's possible which like, could I, cause that.
1: I remember looking down the fuse, trying to make sure that it, that the tail was centered <clears throat> down the fuse when it was mm-hmm. done. And I think I did a pretty good job, but again, there, I figured you could get it into the air and it wouldn't be so bad that you just go straight into the woods. I thought I thought you would uh, be able to get it up into the air and kind of trim it out a little bit, like a little bit left or a little bit right or whatever it needed, uh, enough where you could find that balanced spot and you could fly it and have a good time. Like if it yeah. was off, I, th- I thought I got it pretty darn accurate there. But again, you know, I also thought I had my fogey wing right, so
0: and you may have gotten it right. So that's an option. Especially, like mm-hmm. The only reason that one comes to mind mm-hmm. is because it pulled to the right, and when it broke in half, it was the left side of the fuselage that ripped completely. It was hanging on by the right yeah, side of the fuselage. It was right. So it, it could have resulted in the back end of that plane being pulled to the right. But it, it what I'm more thinking is likely the problem is... I set up flapperons on that plane. Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, and you said, I'm going to launch with flaps. And I said, that sounds great, because it sounded great.
0: Yeah, why not? You you take off with flaps. Right. Uh, but I'm not doing a takeoff. I'm doing a hand toss. Mm-hmm. And likely there's a difference there. Uh, because with rons, when the when the flaps are deployed, they're down and you don't get a whole lot of excess deflection. You more right. get the aileron that would lift. The, the aileron that would go down doesn't really go down anymore. It's no. the aileron that would go up that just lifts up from that full flat it, down it, position.
1: It, right. It, re- it returns to neutral while the other one doesn't. And, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much as, as best as you're going to get. And I guess during during hand launch, that may not be enough, I guess.
0: I don't know. Well... Yeah, so I would imagine if the flap, like, if those wings were not perfect, if those, uh, flaps were not cut perfectly, then when they're in the full flap down, uh, full flaps position, then it, there may be excess drag being induced on one side, which could mm-hmm. maybe generate some yaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe. Because one side's, one, it's not that it's dragging and inducing a lift, it's just straight up dragging.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's an air brake basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'm gonna have to go out there and launch it again with no flaps. Right. Um Yeah. But it was I'm getting dark. To... Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: I was gonna say I'm eager to, to hear your report on that when when you give it a go because I, I w- I'm what I want what I want to hear for you and for your Spitfire is that you went out, you gave it a go with no flaps and it flew great. You trimmed it out and it was uh, awesome. And you go, thanks for repairing it. And I'm glad I get to fly my uh, flight until I crash it again, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. which hopefully will be a while. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to have to do um, to, to test whether the issue is, in a misaligned tail section, I may go ahead because now I got landing wheels uh, freed mm-hmm. up again since that one uh, landing gear <laughs> failed. Um, I may try to do some uh, under the wing wheel mounts for mm-hmm. the Spitfire, yeah, so that I can do a taxi test. That'd be fun and see if if that tail section is out of alignment. If it is, then in a taxi test, it'll just want to cut a circle.
1: Uh, yeah, it's yeah, sort of yeah.
0: how that works in my head. Uh, Okay.
1: And that sounds about right. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm eager to see what you end up. uh, I would love to see you take off without flaps and see if it, if it behaves better. I think it will. Uh, I mean, the other thing is, you know, you just, again, look down the, look down the plane and you should be able to tell if how, if it's a kilter, uh, how much, you know, you should be able to tell Mm. if it's like, whoa, or if it's like, no, because I, I remember looking down and kind of going, <clears throat> no, this is in line. Yeah, this should close. be this should be close enough where the rudder should be able to correct for that. Um, you know, and if you have to, uh, once that's correct, you're just doing a banking yank. Um, not mm-hmm. that that's what I want you to fly with all the time, but uh, if that's what it ends up being, then so be it.
0: So your Spitfire, because that's pretty <clears> much all my flight.
1: Okay, uh, I, I took my Spitfire, um, again, CPAC, uh, 10 inch slow fly prop on it. And I, am trying to remember what the heck the first flight was. I think I, I just let it into the air to make sure it was still flying the same, the same way. Uh, I remember it flying. Um, cause, uh, yeah, so I flew it around and I, I think I had to do a little bit of trim, but it was uh, flying really good. And I was, and then I was noticing, I'm like, this darn flying with the sun behind it. And, (laughs) and, and it being, again, we're, we're doing the, the dusk silhouette fun. Uh, and I'm like, ah, that's fine. So I'm flying around. I'm like, okay, cool. You know what? Before the sun goes down even more and it definitely is silhouette flying. Let me get my son on the sticks and I should be able to if He's high up. I told him, I said, son, this is going to get a little tricky as we fly. I said, Let's keep it up high and let's not try to do any inversions. I said, but let's get that buddy box. So he, he grabbed the, he's like, oh, cool. He grabs the controller, he plugs it in and he goes, <clears throat> and we're flying. And this is a big field too. I, I think it's almost what, like a half a mile or a mile in front of us. It's just pretty clear fields with a dotting of trees, like big bushy I, oak tree kind of trees, right?
0: I, I'd i give it a third of a mile tops. honestly. I'll tell you what, you keep talking, I'll Google it. Okay.
1: All right. So, uh, so I, you know, after I brought it back in and I was pretty happy with the flight, everything was kind of trimmed out. So I got my son on there and I said, all right, well, let's go. So I flew it up. I got it flying, um, <clears throat> I think away from me. And I said, all right, it's going to be yours in three, two, one. And I popped it over to student's plane and he started flying around. He had a great time for about, I think about a minute, minute and a half. And then he started flying away and I'm like, Oh, okay. That's still pretty far. Like, but we need to bring it back. Like it's starting to get small. It's tough to tell if it's like what direction it's going. And you know, it's, it's pretty far out there. He's like, Oh, okay, well we'll bring it back. He, he tried and he started getting it lower and you know, I'm like, okay, well let me take control of this. And as, as he did, uh, as I did it, you know, I'm trying to remember if it started doing a weird maneuver Or I dumb-thumbed it and started to bring it in. And I tried to pull it out. um, And I think I had it at full. So what I realized after the fact was that this thing was pretty responsive. I think I had the whole thing at full rates. So this Spitfire was cranking and yanking all over the place. Um, And I brought it around. And I heard this. I think you were out there looking for. What were you looking for?
0: I was I looking think, for your canopy that you had tossed off. Oh, that's in your right. Previous, yeah, mm,
1: yeah. So I had I had the the FPV camera stuck into the canopy, and that was into the into the plane. And I'm flying it around on that first flight, and the canopy comes off, and oh yeah, you know, That's why You landed the first time. Yeah, it starts fluttering down, and the. The camera, I'm like, I think it's still attached. I think I can see some wiggling around. Um, and you're like, well, uh, after when I brought it, in, you're like, let me go get the canopy. You, you guys keep flying. I'm like, are, are you sure you trust us? <laughs> um, and you're like, nah, that's fine. So uh, you know, off we go and we fly um, without the canopy. And you know, again, it's it's behaving itself really well. And so you're like halfway out there. Uh, and all of a sudden, I, I lose control of it, and it starts going down below the tree line. And I see it come come around almost like a what is it a a Cuban eight where you kind of come around and flip the plane over and and it's so it's going fast and it goes and I, I like cut the throttle and it goes right into the woods at about I don't know a little bit over head level, and I hear from clear across that whole field, I hear this <laughs> sickening crunching sound. And a matter of fact, it reminded me very much of this, uh, the same sound your Spitfire made when it yawed all the way to the right 180 degrees back into the woods behind us. Nope. <laughs> and I, I remember uh, I was like, Joe, that doesn't sound good as I'm flying my plane. I'm like, that doesn't sound <laughs> good at all. And you're like, nope, it isn't. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, well, that didn't sound really good either. And it was like way out there. I was like, oh, shoot. And you're like, no, I'll get it. So well, you know, I was already
0: out there, yeah. Yeah, you were like halfway
1: oh. out there. You're like, I'll just go get it. So you go and and meanwhile, like my son and I, we were just kind of talking about what happened, and I want him to know it was, you know, okay. I so said, Daddy had control of that, and I, I goofed it up. Um and you know, you go over there and you pull it out, and sure as not, the thing is fully intact, ready to go. Everything's a okay.
0: Right? Yeah. And I said, <laughs> I'm shouting across the place, which I guess you had a hard time hearing me, so we had to get uh, cl- uh, considerably closer. Yeah. Um, and and real quick, I I pulled a, a measurement on that front lot. It's uh, yeah. it is a quarter mile across. Oh, okay. That, that's the that's the full length that we were wow. flying in. It, it sure felt um, like a like a lot bigger than that. Uh, yeah, when you're walking it, um, <laughs> so, so I pull your plate out of the out of the bush, really. It and I know you were worried that you had done some serious damage, but it just kind of hit. It like sounded some like I branches. took
1: down a tree.
0: <laughs> well, you didn't. Um, okay, good. Yeah. So, so I pulled it out and started hollering at you. You know, trying to wave at you. It's good. Yeah. It's good. And, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, do and like- I- Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, do you want to fly it? Do you want to take off? Do you want me to throw it? And I don't know how well you can hear me. So we got considerably closer and then you realized what I saying. You wanted me to saying. fly back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, save say you having to walk out, save me having to carry this thing. Let's just, <laughs> you know, so we said, let's do a uh, let's do a pre-flight real quick. Yeah. And so you started hollering, you know, left, right, rudder, left, rudder, <laughs> rudder right, up,
1: down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, and yep, like, yeah, all good. You're...
0: You're going to go. And you said, okay. <laughs> all right. Throttle and, up uh, in three,
1: two, one. And you're like, there you go. So yep. I kicked it up to about, I think it was like 60% throttle or so, because I know that the Spitfire takes off pretty well that way. And it came out of your hands and it immediately turned to the right, which is pretty much what it's been doing lately. I don't understand why, but it does. It just hurt off to the right. And all of a sudden, I'm like, and. From the distance I was at, I thought we were skimming along that really far tree line. Right. And so I panic. And of course, I don't know what a rudder is, apparently, because <laughs> uh, that probably would have fixed half the problem. Uh, and so I'm starting to bank and yank, trying to get it around. And you see it like wiggling. You're like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm also saying just like fishtail in the air. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Maybe there was more damage than I thought.
1: No, no, that was just pilot error. Uh, there was just panic more like, so I'm wiggling around and it's like going all around across. I'm like, Oh God. And I can't remember if I tanked it into like, I ended up like cutting the throttle and just doing my best to bring it down sort of gently and not send it into that tree line, which I thought was right there. And like, as we went to go retrieve it, um, I realized like Oh, I had a long way to go. Like there was just yeah, a tree nearby. <laughs> yeah. There's like a tree kind of near like, eh. you know, I was like, Oh geez, I, I could have, I shouldn't have panicked. I could have been okay. Um, mm-hmm. But and at that point I'm like, you know what? <laughs> the flying is already sketchy. Let's just grab the plane and we'll, we'll go figure out where the canopy is and, and we'll do it. And so my son, you know, I think he took the plane and he took it back um, he's happy to do that. Uh, we went searching for the canopy and after a little bit, we found it. Um, so, you know, we came back with the and the plane was fully intact too. Like the, I don't, I think the, the prop had broke. I think that uh, was only The almost,
0: prop was bent.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, right. The, the prop was bent and, uh, every, otherwise everything was perfect condition. Um, canopy we found, the camera was still attached. Like it was all good. Uh, I mean, from from before, so I was able to recover the camera, and so we were no worse than wear, um, and we just kind of just talked about all the nonsense that had happened, and and it was just a good day. We we didn't get the formation fly, and we didn't get to do any streamer combat or anything like that, which no. disappointing <laughs> for both of us. I think um, we knew the streamer combat probably wasn't going to happen. We figured let let's get them in the air together. That might be fun enough, and uh, so. We continue our quest for formation flying and combat flying, so...
0: Um, one day. We'll be, one day we soon. We might be able to do it. Soon. Um, <laughs> so, uh, since I had Google Earth pulled up and I was pulling the distance on the front of that, uh, the front mm-hmm. field of the school, just so you know, we were at just under a tenth of a mile, um, which I guess I could convert that to, uh, to feet. We were uh four hundred and twenty five feet roughly apart when I had it in my hand and we were doing the pre flight and then really? the hand chuck. That's really? how far apart we were. Mm-hmm. Get out of town. I swear nope. that sounded like that felt
1: like way further. I guess. I'm thinking of like Just if, when, I, if I laid down a football field in between us, I suppose that's about right.
0: Yeah football field almost a football field and a half, yeah. Is yeah, how far that. apart we were. Um I had a hard time hearing Yeah, well we were doing that that long distance pre-flight.
1: Yeah. Uh well that's what walkie-talkies were invented for. Um we probably could have called each other and had an easier time with it.
0: Um probably. But I left my (laughs) phone in the car. So oh man, again.
1: (laughs) How many times? All right. Uh yeah, so I mean, so we walked away with like a, a handful of broken planes, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. A landing gear that needed uh, some medical assistance. Um, (laughs) uh, I had a servo to either replace or I just needed to go back with the micro micro and just pull out all the five gear and just replace them with the nine gear. Even though it's going to be heavier, I'm pretty sure that'll fly well. Uh, I didn't get a chance to bring the seven up in the air, which is fine. Um, It was just one of those, like by the time we got around to it, it just wasn't there. Uh, I didn't fly the Flea. Um, The only way I was going to be comfortable flying it, and again, it would have been a complete maiden, as in, I've never flown anything like this. I have no idea if I even have the surfaces right. Um, uh, or I think I've got the balance point right. Um, Is I would have had to take it off of my car or something. Because if you know those O-rings that you use to put uh, the prop saver props, Mm -hmm. uh, that's the tires. For this. So, if you're looking for the general size of this thing, I've got the, those O rings are the tires for the flying flea. It's like, a, and you
0: just cut, what'd you make the hubs out of? Foam?
1: Yeah, I just cut out roughly circular foam, fit the O ring okay. around it so it's kind of tight. And then I created a little paper, um, a paper hub. A, a paper, what, what would that be? A bushing?
0: Hub cap. Oh, yeah. bushing, yeah.
1: Yeah, paper bushing so that it was tighter around the thing and had a little bit more, it um, wouldn't wobble. That's what I found is that when I just use one layer of foam um, in a couple landings, the, the landing is wobbling like crazy. So I figured if I put uh, if I put a paper bushing that's basically just a rolled paper uh, with a little bit of glue, and then I glued that into place around the hub, the, the foam board hub, it's lightweight, it rolls well and um, it keeps it, you know, from wobbling. So, hmm. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, the asphalt there isn't very smooth; it's kind of rough. Uh, so I was like, eh, I don't. I mean, I probably could have taken off. That that thing is an F pack motor, so it's like a 2204, 2300 kv quad motor. Uh, that thing would have joinked uh, straight into the sky, yeah. honestly, if I wanted it to. So. I just wanted to have it have that role partly because I wanted to see, um, I, I wanted to get a sense. Uh, am I going to do like a loop when I get off of the ground or is it like going to take off scale or, or what, like what's going to happen with this thing? Cause I guess I'm just not confident that though I, I'm confident that the build is done pretty well. I'm not really confident about any of the angles of the wing or the, any of that stuff. So, like I said, I did, I did my best to make sure that they're where they need to be. And you would notice that I think one of the, uh, one of the anchor points on the wing, I think I didn't sit deep enough. And so it's not even with the other side. So it's just slightly, probably about two degrees up high on one side,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which when it comes down to it, is it going to destroy the the plane? Uh, it'll probably hang on the front wing pretty much. And, um, it'll have like a slightly one way or another tendency. Um, And I'll probably just have to put a little bit of rudder into it to correct, hopefully. But anyway, that said, um, I figured I'd go find a nice concrete sidewalk or one of those um, parking lots that have like that uh, tar coating. So it's relatively smooth. um, And just use that. And hopefully, you know, cross the fingers and hope that it gets off into the air and I don't crash it. So, But I like the way it looks. It's looking good. I've taken it's plenty good. of pictures in case I crash it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was All right. A good
0: so, yeah, it was. Um, with the flight stories pretty much out of the way, um, this, so we're recording today's Monday night. Uh, rolling in a tuesday morning um so we've got a build party coming up this friday which by the time this releases will have been last so for you guys if you're listening on saturday would have been last night um so thank you for the everybody who did come out and enjoy building with us Uh, i know the plan is matthew you're going to be building the what t6 texan
1: uh, yeah, I believe Sam is going to be sending up the T6. Um, it's Thank it's Jeff. his newest model that he's about to release. He's got the he's finalizing the skins right now, um, and he just wanted to have me go through the build experience and, and fly it around. Um, and he he's excited. I I know it's a beautiful complaint plane. Um, it is. There's a the Reno Air Races. Uh, one of the classes of that air race the it's a t6 texan so a bunch of those will come in and try to race each other uh every year so uh, a lot of people i think it was used as a trainer in the military and you know since then it's been used to just have a good time with and so i'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to building it um i'm excited to see uh how it goes together um yeah, I'm 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 excited about that, and I'm excited about you having a seven because that is one more plane that we could possibly be doing formation
0: flying with, <laughs> possibly and, and or combat. Um, so I am looking forward to. Uh, well, I get I guess by the time this is done, it'll be build night was enjoyable, and I enjoyed building the seven, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I yeah, will go I ahead so. and say. Uh, speaking now, as though it were, Saturday the seven is not quite built. Uh, it's going to need some more work, so I'll be. That's going to be all my workbench moving forward. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're kind of in this weird spot right this second where like, we have a build party right before the release mm-hmm. of an episode. So, uh, speaking a little future past tense, um, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, pretty much moving on from that. Uh, remember that through the end of November, the hangar RCs. Uh, Ten percent off discount code uh, continues. That's until the end of November. Arcn-bn1, all over our case. Get you ten percent off uh, yeah. off the whole shop. So, um, thanks, Sam, yeah, for letting our, our listeners
1: go. have that code. Hopefully, you guys take yes. advantage of it.
0: And if uh, if you guys take advantage of it, awesome. And If you don't, just uh, remember you can always go by pick up uh, pick up something or uh he's got the pdfs for download over there awesome um now matt we knew tonight or this episode was going to be a little different because we didn't really have a dedicated main topic we had a couple mm-hmm. we had one that we we were going to talk about and then we started thinking about so, man that's I think that's going to be a little like, more than we're ready for right this second yeah we uh, had like five or six really
1: <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we had a bunch of different options and none of them I don't know none of them really felt quite right right now um, and that's okay um, I think one of the things that uh, I love about doing this show with you Joe is that we just get to talk about you know what the heck we see and we don't typically talk about it on the show um, because we typically have a, a topic that we want to cover the something that we want our, our listeners to our noobs to kind of make sure that, you know, it's in their vernacular, that they've got it, they've heard about it. So that way when they encounter it, if they haven't already, you know, that that they're ready for it. But, um, I guess, you know, just I love getting together with you and just talking about the different things we've seen in RC and, you know, just getting together and talking about all sorts of other things. You know, we, we both listen to some, uh, other RC enthusiasts and stuff, and we, we peruse YouTube just like everybody else. And there's mm. always every once in a while there's always like, "Whoa, did you check out this guy?" You know, did you see what? Yeah. The, did you see that? Um, and sometimes like, "No, I didn't." And so we, we pass the information back. We start watching. Like, "Whoa, check that out!" Or or like, "I can't believe that!" Like, for example, a, a use of uh, somebody or other. He's doing the uh, what is it? Y thirty five. The the Harrier. He, and he's basically built the the framework and all the all the core stuff with like a ninety millimeter EDF and like a sixty millimeter for balance, and he's got all the ducting and and com- computerized leveling system and all that kind of stuff. And he, he's hovering it in his you know living room or something. It's awesome. Like I've I've been yeah. following this stuff. He he really didn't just go like I think I want to build a Harrier because it's cool looking, like. No no, he rebuilt the whole engine system in RC component fashion. You know, uh,
0: it's Okay, cuz you were saying like he's rocking out some uh, 3D printed parts and stuff to handle the the deflection or the yep. uh the transition yes. from backwards thrust to underneath thrust for that vertical takeoff.
1: Exactly, exactly. The whole the whole rear thrust tube has um it's like two uh, two 45 degree sections so one of them kind of looks like a trapezoid and the other are kind of in line but when they twist it rotates them both so that they're 45 and 45 in a 90 degree bend so then mm-hmm. the thrust is direct directly downward so couple that with the i think the 60 millimeter edf in the the frontward section of the plane and then the two ducks that are on either side it kind of kind of bleed off a little bit of thrust and push them so that the balance is in the wings <clears throat> and it's a vertical takeoff craft. Which then you flip the thing and all the gears work to realign the tube so that it's straight again. Um right. and off off it goes like a jet. And it's I mean, oh, it's it's beautiful it's a work of art, honestly. Um it it's about the size of a small dining room table. I mean, so it's not yeah, like I, I saw the of of
0: him doing the, doing the um, uh, test hover there in his living room, mm-hmm. which power to you, man. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't be brave enough to fire that up in my living room.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be busting all sorts of stuff in my house. Um, yeah, I, and he's like, what, again, it's one of those people you're like, you know, maybe that's a guy we could get on, on here and just talk to him about, like, what kind of process did you go through? Did you, like... Did you download the original plans by the by the original company and kind of mimic what they were doing? Or did you just come up with something on your own? And obviously, if you go through some of his videos, you can tell he's done many iterations of almost every component. He has like one servo that does, uh, there's a bunch of control linkages that end up doing seven different things. So when he does flaps, it's like flaps in six different places, as well as... Um, closing off of ducts and opening up of other ducts and, you know, deploying flaps and then extended flaps. Like it's, it's incredible. Like he is somebody, one of those things, like I I would just love to sit down and be like, okay, what'd you do here? How'd you do that? And where'd you figure that out? And it's just all, and it's not all 3d printed. Um, A lot of the components for that technical stuff is 3d printed, but you know, it's a mixture between balsa and carbon fiber and, um fiberglass fuselage and it's it's all it, it really is a a construction marvel and a it's really impressive
0: so you had seen that uh i know a couple nights ago i was up late for no good reason um <laughs> and i was actually just just real quick uh since you shared something you were watching um i tuned in tuned in while wow, pulled up on youtube just flipping through and wound up looking at uh the 2010 uh, IFMAR uh, one eight I guess one eight scale nitro off road world final championship like watching those guys race the nitros.
1: Oh, okay. Um, uh, you mean the planes or the RC cars?
0: No, the RC cars.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was um, it a buggies or like uh, what are those? The, uh, the it's a track that like the race racetrack uh, style thing inside. No, it, it
0: was the it was the buggies on concrete and dirt. Oh, nice. Um, oh, that must have Hour been long. Fun. So I sat there and watched the whole thing. <laughs> 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 what, was it but like yeah, the whole um, race so all
1: the different heats and all that stuff? No, it was one race. The one race? Like, what the heck yep, are they doing? One race. They must have uh, massive nitro. batteries
0: in there. Oh, yeah. It nitros, was nitro. Yeah. It was nitro. They had oh, yeah, pit yeah, yeah. stops and all. Oh, I bet. Um, okay. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mesmerized. Can't take my eyes off. Must watch. Uh, Well, that's right. When we were together, we we pulled together. We're talking about um, different build materials. We're talking about getting how light can you get, right? And then I pulled Mm -hmm. up this thing, where it's basically, I think it was a Depron frame with carbon fiber and a Mylar skin, like the kind of thing you have balloons made out of, right? Like, so this stuff is super light, and it's this indoor, you know, they're indoor flyers and. It's just crazy to watch these things go. What's probably at best determined like a walking pace, maybe. Yeah. But but they're doing three D acrobatics,
0: at a walking pace, which indoors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just crazy to watch. <laughs> it is. It's just a profile play, like with the, yeah. the X and Y axis, if you will. And yeah. it's just just puttering along, and then it'll you know kind of yaw and it's heard and then they'll they'll pull back and it just shoots straight up in the air, unlimited vertical. And then they'll yep. do a backwards roll and break it down and catch it right before the ground, back into perfect flight. Just puttering along.
1: Yeah. Just puttering um, along.
0: It's just really, it's really
1: I like that, like the nitro, like it's mesmerizing to watch. Like I can't stop watching. It's like, yeah, it, I, and, and then I think about it and I'm like, you know, this RC industry, it, whether it be, you know, RC cars or other, it's really interesting the the variety, um, that of creativity and ingenuity that this that this uh these ho- this hobby has sparked, really, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I know in aviation there's, I mean, geez, I mean, we're just talking major topics of flight styles or flight types, you know, at least a dozen. I mean, off the top of my head. You know, one of those is that indoor Mylar stuff. Like, that's a separate world compared to, yeah. like, let's go out to our local park and fly some stuff around. Or do we get a giant balsa plane that's, like, a quarter scale? This stuff's, like, you know, 20 feet long. And let's fly it out in, you know, a farm. Uh, that's one totally different thing. you got these people chucking gliders into the air, like, twisting around like a discus thrower. And they... They hook it up into the air about 150 feet and they try to catch thermals and stay up forever. Usually the flights are like, you know, about a minute or two. But I mean, that's a that's a whole, that's another world. Like that's totally different than their slope flying. Like it's just crazy. Like this is a a very interesting, diverse hobby where like all you have to do, if you find something that makes you excited and happy, you, you really don't need to go anywhere, you mm-hmm. know? just stay in that little niche and have a blast. Uh, and it's crazy that there, I mean, there's people all over the place doing you are not, whatever you think you might be doing alone right around the corner. Like I promise you, there's thousands of people who come together every year for competitions and just to have fun and talk about the hobby and the aspect of the hobby that they love. It's crazy.
0: You know, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, so, coming up towards the end here and and what what we were getting at towards the beginning of this section was we don't have a main topic for this episode. Um, no. so we ended up just running real long on the flight stories and flight buildings. Um, we had a topic and we did we started looking at it I was like, oh, that's gonna be um, that's gonna need a little more research than we had <laughs> time mm-hmm. before this episode. This episode came up on us quick, so and we'll our have a- apologies about that. That's okay.
1: I mean, and we'll have it too. It's more because we want to make sure that we do it justice. Um, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's talking about one of the one of the next major components of your plane, and it is uh, one of the most critical pieces that you can have in your model. And we want to make sure that we, I guess, that we understand it correctly, so that when we talk about it, we're not misleading or, you know, basically. Throwing your way off, or you're not yelling. (laughs) You're not yelling. Your uh, radio going. What are you guys talking about? You don't know anything. And truth is, maybe we don't. (laughs) I don't know. But we'd we'd like to steer you in the right direction. You know. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we want to make sure we have time to get the, the, you know, understand it properly. Uh, Definitely. Well.
0: Um. So I guess the last major thing, and then we can uh, we work on closing out is. Uh Matthew and I have been in the works for a little bit kind of tinkering around building the, the wait, website wait. for the Do we podcast.
1: have a drum Oh, you have a drum roll? No, I don't.
0: Okay. Well then, yeah. Um podcast. <laughs> so Matthew and I have been working on uh getting a website together for the, for this podcast. Website. It's nothing amazing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um it's very basic, very simple, uh very straightforward. Yeah. But um rather than letting it sit and kind of sit on the back shelf and continue mm-hmm. to hang out there and not do anything. Um, there's more that we want. There's a little bit more we want to do with it, but we're going to go ahead mm-hmm. and open that up and make it live. So you guys can see it. Yep. So feel free to head over to aviation, um, rc new dot Aviation, <laughs> <Dot com. laughs> <Whoop>, rc <whoop. laughs> Remember the nineties? <90s? laughs> yeah, I
1: know. Right. <laughs> um,
0: so, Feel free to go over there and check it out. We'll we'll have uh, all the episodes listed there. And then mm-hmm. we're working on putting together um, maybe some articles of major topics we've covered. Exactly. Uh, I I know I've got a, a section I'm working on putting together that's, that was based on our flight kit or our field box episode. Where we're talking about mm-hmm. a list of what we've got in our kits. Yeah. Um, I've got a community tab set up right now that uh, I plan to use or we plan to use to have pictures uh, from us and from you guys. I know we've had yep. uh, at least one person send in pictures and I had talked to them at the time that if in the future we were able to do something that we could utilize them. So those pictures will be up there uh, mm-hmm. in the near future. So if you guys have pictures of your planes that you yep. want to share, feel free to send them in and we'll uh, we'll put them up there on the website to be, yeah. to be shared. Sure, show and us then, what you're
1: working on. We'd love to see it, honestly.
0: Yeah, and uh, it could be a plane, it could be a workbench, whatever you got. And then um, the last major thing that's up there right now is a uh, contact us form. So mm-hmm. if uh, if you want an easy to get to way to send us information, feedback, comments, episode suggestions, if you got a topic that you like covered uh, that we haven't hit yet, uh, we've got a contact mm-hmm. us form where you can fill that out and. Send us your thoughts or what you want to hear about. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I think that about closes it up. Matthew, what's uh, what's going to be on your bench in the next week or two?
1: Um, I think we're going to get back to that paper craft. And I'm also going to, as I'm starting to uh, pile everything in my hobby room, and I'm trying to remove it from other places in my house, um, and limit it to basically... Two zones instead of like every room in the house. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm so I'm gonna put everything back into the place I originally envisioned to, to have it. And so by doing so, um, I'm also going to get, get into starting to do the cleanup, which nobody ever wants to do or likes.
0: But the cleaning up sucks, man.
1: Uh, it's more just organizing. And I am, I am not, um, I'm not an organizer. I'm, I'm just not. Like I feel like every time I put something away, I forget where I put it, and it's almost worse than having it in the like the pile of this or the general location over there, three quarters of the way down under the yellow paper. Like like that's my organizational right. method. It's really terrible, but yet it works for me for some reason. No,
0: it's it's perfect. That like I've been. I I don't say these sort of things. Uh, but there are times like my wife goes through, and she'll move stuff around, and I, then I'm, where did this thing go? It, well, it got put away, surely somewhere. <laughs> but I don't it know was where, where that is I anymore. knew it was. <laughs> 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 like there, there's organization within the chaos. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: and and that is sadly uh, how I operate. <laughs> I wish it was something <laughs> different. Like I know people who, I mean, you know they go through and everything's organized and everything's labeled and everything's got a place and an outline and a whatever. And I mean, it is beautiful. Um, and it's, it's just not me. I've, it's never been me and I wish it weren't, you know, but, uh, Mm. maybe this is an opportunity for me to really buckle down and learn how to, organize something in a way that everything's got a place and to practice the, the put everything away when you're done, you know, maybe done with the build or whatever. Um, and, and that might, that might, I'm not sure, but it might kind of curtail some of the squirreling that I tend to do. Mm. You know, like I'll start on a project and as I'm trying to find a piece for that project, I'm searching around my shop or whatever it is. And I literally find five other projects I, boy, I want to tackle. Yeah. I think when I was trying to find the Ubeck for the goblin, I ended up finding the pan tilt zoom. Um, a uh, p- pendelt sim thing that I had and I put that together in the process. Uh, oh, and I had a couple other things I wanted to solder and ooh, there's the thing over there. Oh, I should pull these plans out because I wanted to build that thing so I could put the tilt in and, you know, sh- sure enough, I'm six projects deep and I mm. still haven't finished the one I started.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Squirreling about. We... Much like we squirreled off the uh, workbench topic. Um, yeah. If, and, Assuming that you, uh, by by the time this comes out, you still got a little bit of work left to do on the Texan, uh, a mm-hmm. couple a couple final pieces put together. I assume you'll be finishing that up, and then oh yeah, definitely. I'm sure you're going to be wanting to get that out for a oh, yeah, for yeah. a maiden and test flight.
1: Yep, I, I want to get the seven out with a new um, with the CPAC power pod in it with the, the new thing that I put together. Um, yeah, I want to get the papercraft thing. I want to put uh, the rebuild wing on the Foggy. So that's on my tick list of things to do. And then I think that I'm going to... No, it won't take long. Um, and then I will probably have a... I will pick a project from the grave um, that I will either get it flying or trash it. Uh, that's that's pretty much going to be my method of clearing things out. I'm going to take one thing each uh, every couple weeks. It's going to be the thing I finish, and either mm-hmm. I finish it and it succeeds, or I finish it and it fails. And either way, I'm done with that project, one way or the other. If it succeeds, I guess it gets to hang around. <laughs> so,
0: um, got to have a system. Right, somehow. So,
1: what about you, Joe?
0: Um, the the fog is done. <clears throat> I may want to put some, you know, put some uh, some sort of decoration on it. Might mm-hmm. um, throw a coat of paint on it. No promise on that. I may, um, <laughs> I may rebuild the landing gear for it, so I what do can you mean, do may. proper takeoff and landing.
1: Oh, may
0: I... in that, may in that, I've got the seven coming in where the 7's okay. here. and I'm still working on it. Bef- um, before this Friday, I-,
1: I guess it could be after you finish it. Um, just make sure to go out and pick up eighth-inch wire from your big box store. So that way we Will can do. build you that uh, landing gear that I have for mm-hmm. the seven. I, I think you'll enjoy having it.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it's not going to yeah, work that, with that landscaping landing
1: wire, gear. that's for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that landing gear on your seven turned out really well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, be finishing up the seven and then uh, tinkering around a bit with the fogie, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And then playing with the Spitfire, trying to figure out why it didn't fly right. Okay. Good. Um,
1: that sounds like a pretty
0: full yeah. week or two. Uh, yeah, probably, probably at least two. So, nice. Um, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, one
1: last thing. When are you going to pull out that uh, that custom built wing that you made for that for that first plane? Are you gonna Are you gonna rebuild that in a little while? One day. Okay. I, I'm going to remind you about it. I know. I know it's in the back of your head, but
0: uh, I haven't lost sight of it. It's sitting by there. It's up on a dusty shelf at this point, but it's still back there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's where half of my planes are on that dusty shelf. <laughs> so nice. No, I, I don't have anything else, really. Uh, all I can all say right. is that I hope our listeners have a, a great couple weeks and fly as much as you can when the weather
0: permits. Yes. And be safe. Stay warm. Temperature's dropping. And have fun. We will see you guys next time. All
1: right. See you then. Bye.